Hello and welcome to Matt Delia is Confused. This is Matt Delia, aka M Diesel, and this episode's coming a little late. I've been busy. I don't know what to say. I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, so I'm sorry for that. It's been like I think eight or nine days, nine days since my last episode. And uh, let's see. This isn't a fucking news show, but. What's going on in the world is fucking crazy right now. There's so many blizzards and snowstorms and fucking power grid failures. Texas right now is... First of all, when a place... I grew up in California, and and when, when a place that doesn't usually get a kind of weather gets that kind of weather, people act so fucking crazy. Like when it used to like rain in Southern California, people would be so crazy, just fucking driving like absolute maniacs. And the roads, roads in a place where it rains a lot are built on a slope. So the center of the road is at the highest point and then the sides of the road. So the rain collects in the gutters. And, and in the middle of the road, it aren't vast puddles of water that your fucking car can skid on. So places that get rain build their roads like that. Southern California built them flat. But here's the thing. The people that built roads in Southern California definitely knew that other people built roads on a slope. Because Southern California was, roads were built there after they were built other places and those places had rainfall but people who built roads in southern california were like well it doesn't really rain here so we don't need to do that oh but does it rain sometimes yes okay well then maybe it would be good to have roads that accommodate for that so that that very that that sometimes it does rain People aren't fucking slipping and sliding fishtailing and hydroplaning into each other. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Texas right now is dealing with snow and Texas doesn't get snow. So they have a system and infrastructure built in such a way that doesn't allow for, hmm, maybe it'll snow, but maybe it'll fucking snow. Maybe it'll fucking rain. So build shit accordingly. But yeah, it's a serious fucking state of emergency down there in Texas right now, though. People are desperate. There's no power for so long and it's fucking freezing. And that sucks. I don't really have much to say beyond that it sucks. So shifting gears away from sucking. I mean, you can read about that shit on your own. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's not the fucking news, so I don't know. I've just been seeing pictures and reading little stories here and there, and it's fucked up. They were ill-prepared for this uh, snowstorm. But I've been seeing these pictures all over the place 
and there's snow everywhere. And I don't know if it's because my head was in songs from when I was a kid because of the last week's episode. But every time I see the images of snow, all I fucking think of is that uh, that song. Well, not that song. I guess it is, he's the artist. I think the artist's name is Snow. And the song, the, his, his big song was called Informer. Last week I was talking about Shaggy. It wasn't me. Although I think that was 2000. But it's basically the 90s. And it got me thinking about 90s songs. And then I've seen Snow all the time. And my brain was like, what's up with Snow? The guy. The guy Snow. And I, he probably had many songs. But he basically only had one song. It was called Informer. This is going way back. This is from 92. I'm reading about it right now. Snow's real name was Darren Kenneth, is Darren Kenneth O'Brien. Canadian. Known by his stage name, Snow. His 1992 single, Informer, spent seven weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. For those of you who don't know the song, let me pull it up. Because I downloaded this fucking... I was thinking about 90s music, thinking about Snow, thinking about Informer, and it, 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 I went... I have Apple Music. Uh, sorry, I know the show. Uh, I, I run Spotify ads. So maybe my fucking... Maybe my ads will get pulled because I'm promoting Apple Music. But uh, I, they have like these like playlist things. You could just download all the songs at once. And I downloaded like hits from the 90s, you know, and it's like 100 songs, all of which every time I see any of them, even without hearing them, this cascade of memories, mostly bad ones, just comes fucking flooding and racing. Because I'm a masochist, I downloaded it and, and I listened to the 90s music. And I have a lot to say about 90s uh popular music at least um but before i do because i'm talking about snow and because i'm talking about informer specifically i'm gonna play it for a second What? 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 Okay, so yeah, that's that's informer. I I remember when I was I mean, I guess it was 1992. But I, I made my dad and my uncle take me to, fuck, what, what was, oh, Sam Goody uh, in Burbank. And I wanted to get some cassettes because this is back in a time where CD players weren't even a fucking thing. This is on cassette tape. I'm old. 
fuck? This is on cassette tape, though. So we go to Sam Goody. He gets like some fucking Johnny Mathis shit that I'm just like, what a fucking loser. Johnny Mathis. Oh, why don't you go get some fucking Frank Sinatra too, you fucking dinosaur loser. And I'm just in the fucking hit section because I care about hits because I'm up with the times and I'm pulling a few off the shelves. I'm getting snow informer. I'm probably getting uh um whoop there it is. Definitely getting whoop there it is. Whoop there it is. Whoop there it is. And I'm getting fucking um look at them girls with the daisy dukes on. I want you to look at them girls with the daisy dukes on. And I'm also getting uh Oh, fuck, dude. Rex and effects. All I want to do is I'm a boom, boom, boom and a zoom, zoom. All I want to do is I'm a zoom, zoom, zoom and a boom, boom. Just shake your up. Fuck. Oh, man. I bet I have. Oh, here it is. It's right on the fucking list. Of course it is. Uh, it's called Rump Shaker. All I want to do is I'm a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, four. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two. Check, baby, check, baby, one. Holy shit. Come and get the award. See that? Like a long, sharp sword. Whoa. So let me see you shake it up like that. The way you shake it up is turning mighty men to mice. But A plus got a surprise. That's a backbreaker. Now let me see you shake it up like a rump shaker. Okay. First of all, this is exactly what I was fucking talking about last week. These lyrics I haven't, or this song I haven't heard in, I mean, I don't even know, 20 fucking years. And I still know the words. Anyway, wait, real quick, to finish that story. I remember on the way home, I played this. My dad was like, what kind of fucking dumb shit did you get? With your whatever. Uh, lawn mowing money or whatever the fuck, you know? And I was like, I got, I told him what I got. And he was like, what's, she hand me one of them, you know? And I, and I opened the Rex and FX one because I was like, what's he going to do? Not like this one? And I, I let him play it. And his dumbass Johnny Mathis loving head. His dumbass Johnny Mathis loving ears heard the song. And he fucking laughed so hard. Because he thought it was so bad. But whatever. It's good. And that's that. Um, but... What I was going to say is that the last week is just making me think about what I was talking about fucking last week, which is that I knew the words to these songs. And I think a lot of people did without really thinking about what it's about. The informer song I didn't know because I didn't know what the fuck Snow was saying at all. No one did. 
which is its own weird thing. When a song is a hit, when 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 a song is a huge hit, and not only does no one know the words, but no one can know the words. It's literally not decipherable. And it's despite that, or or actually I would maybe say because of that, it is an enormous chart topping hit. Adiki boom boom now. What? You know, so I'm gonna say in the massacre. boom boom now. What? All I wanna do is I'm a zoom 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 and a poom poom. Back to that song. It's so pervy. Flip tail, so let me see you shake it up like dice. Wait, let me go in order. Here we go. Slide off my clothes from New York down by your Virginia, tickling you around Delaware before I enter. Turn to seduction from face, hips to feet. A wiggle and a jiggle can make the night complete. Since you got the body of the year, come and get the award. Here it is. It's like a long, sharp sword. Ah! Flip tail, so let me see you shake it up like dice. The way you shake your rump is turning mighty men to mice. But A-plus got a surprise that's a backbreaker. (laughs) Now let me see you shake your rump like a rump shaker. I mean... But is that okay to say those things? I think the question is, is it okay to say those? Or at least that's the first question. Because I was fucking 10 or 9 or something when this came out. And I was going around singing the fucking lyrics. And so therefore the question becomes, is that okay? Just a bunch of fucking little kids running around singing that song. I actually remember one specific time when I was doing that, when I was singing this song with, with, with my friends, because, it, because it, it, was a, it was a very frustrating experience. I, well, we all were. We were singing this song because we all knew it. We were all little 10-year-old shitheads. And if you got the body of the year, like what the fuck is a 10-year-old even thinking that for? But I didn't, that was the thing. I didn't know, I didn't think about what he was saying. Now I'm hearing it as an adult and I'm like, that wasn't okay. And probably fucked up a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? And we're just getting fucking started, by the way. I'm going to, I'm going to go through. Now, actually, you know what? 90s, fuck, 90s R&B. Because you got to understand, we didn't have. We didn't have really, well, we didn't have streaming. We didn't have porn. We didn't have the internet at all. So a a young pervy boy growing up. Which all boys are. So I can just say young boy growing up. Now. Finds porn. One version or another of it finds it. And it's really direct and clear. What well, it's terrible, the kind of shit that a lot of these kids see before they're, I don't know, maybe ready is the word, 
to really understand what's going on. A lot of adults can't even understand what's going on. It fucks up the minds of a lot of adults. And I'm not anti-porn. I'm just saying. To a vulnerable young mind, however fucked up it may be, it leaves such an impression and there leaves no doubt about how it all works. Physically. There are endless close-ups of just dicks entering and exiting and entering and exiting vaginas, buttholes, mouths, just like extreme close-ups, which who the fuck likes the close-ups? What's happening there? Who were those close-ups for? Who wants to see that under any circumstance? The only people looking that close for that long at genitals is a doctor. Um, but yeah, it leaves no room for doubt now. Now as a, as a, as a curious young pervert, or uh, it's not even pervert, that, that there's like a there's like some kind of negative connotation to that. It's just like your your mind, you're so curious and sexuality is like swirling and bouncing off of your the walls of your head and you have no idea what anything is. And now I would imagine 13 years old, whatever, you see porn and it's like so all of the mysteries gone for better or worse. But it's also the low-hanging fruit. That's how I would imagine every young person now discovers sort of like the mysteries of sex, I guess. When I was growing up, there was none of that. There was not even any internet. Uh, There was really no, I didn't see porn, even like a glimmer of it until I was a teenager. The closest I would get would be magazines that like a friend's parents would have hidden and that we would find and fucking rip out the pages of and keep forever. But that's besides the point. That's still images that are that are in those magazines. At least it was like it was it was much there was a bigger eye on being tasteful. So even those magazines had sort of like a, a romantic air to them, the softness. But really, the only, I get what I'm getting at is the only access we had at that age, at that time growing up, was music and movies. But again, movies, you weren't streaming movies. So you had to either go to them, which we were too young to go to, the kinds of movies that heavily featured sex, or music and popular music on the radio, popular music that they played during the day on the biggest radio stations. Was this. And at nine, I think I was a little too young to understand like anything about anything. Like I knew the words to this, just it was totally rote. I had no idea what any of it was. Just to finish up that Rex and Effects story real quick, I was singing it once with me and my friends, and one of them kept saying, All's I wanna do. All's I wanna do is I'm a zoom, 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 and a poom, poom. And I was like, It's all I wanna do. And he was like, no, I think it's all's. And I was like, well, you know what? I know it's all. He's like, how do you know? I, I know too. And I was like, well, because all's isn't something. And he was like, all's, what do you mean? All's is a thing. And I had just moved to California and 
all's I want to say, all's I'm, all's I'm talking about, that's like a, a, a colloquialism that as far as I know is only in the American Southwest. All's I know. They, we don't do that on the East Coast where I'm originally from. So I was like, nah, it's all. It's fucking all. First of all, I was right. It is all. But I, I remember that because I got so frustrated with him. Meanwhile, we're arguing over like the grammar of that when the lyrics and chorus are just like, suck my A1 dick or whatever, you know? <laughs> we don't even know. Like, we don't even know what that is. Like a long, sharp sword. No idea. Just saying it. But yeah, then as you get a, as, 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 uh, at nine, you get a little older, 12, 13, 14, you're starting to be like, now you're actually like hitting up against the beginning of puberty. And you're hearing the lyrics of these songs and you're just like, oh my God, what? Is that how it works? Like fucking, what was that? Um, What's a good example of that? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I'm just scrolling through this um, 90s hits thing. It has to be on here, this song. Uh, yeah, Dude, okay. This was early. I think this was I was like 12 when this came out. But I remember this was one of the first songs that um I was like oh, um hmm, you know? I'm sure many of you 90s kids will know this. Although by now this song is just a fucking classic. I'm sure most of you know this. And if you don't know this song, get your head out of your ass. Here it is. fucking genuine legit the sexiest guy ever fucking ever but the lyrics to this I was like okay what is this what's he talking about just a bachelor looking for a partner It's still tasteful, for sure. I mean, this song is kind of tasteful. But like, girl, when I break you off, what does that mean? Get off what? If you're horny, let's do it. Ride it. My pony. My saddle's waiting. Coming. Jump on it. You're horny. Let's do it. Ride it, my pony, my saddle, waiting, coming, jump on it. Wow, you know? So, this song's on, and I'm like, saddle? I'm horny. You and your body, every single portion. Since 
Wow. If you're horny. So I remember just asking my mom, like, what that, what horny meant, I remember. Because I, I, it's like I understood, impl- even though that song, uh, the shit's pretty cloaked, even though he's saying, if you're horny, that's very clear. But that's also kind of like, what do you call it? Um, it's kind of buried, that, the beginning of that question. If you're horny. So it's not that, that clear. That song's pretty tasteful. I'm going to delve further into shit that's just like, there's no metaphor. And when you're 13, you're just like, what the fucking fuck? But that song, I fucking, first of all, I love that song. Second of all, Genuine's the sexiest man I've ever seen. And it's not fucking close. I'm looking him up right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I already knew, but this is only <clears throat> uh, confirming what I already knew. But wow. Wow. Okay. Genuine. Uh, no, you know, it's clear why he changed his name because his name, even though his, his birth name, even though he is the sexiest man. You could look at him and then hear his real name and think he's less sexy. So it's very clear why he changed it. First of all, he spells genuine fucking super sick. It's G-I-N-U-W-I-N-E. So he went to the best name. Let's be clear about that. He's a smart motherfucker. There's no doubt about that. But his real fucking name is Elgin Baylor Lumpkin. Lumpkin. I mean, imagine that song. If you're horny, jump on it or ride it, my pony. Oh, who sings that song? Genuine. Oh, who sings that song? Elgin Baylor Lumpkin. It wouldn't even work, dude. That song is the sexiest song ever. He is the sexiest man ever. But if he went by Elgin Baylor Lumpkin, he'd never ever, ever, never, 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 Nanverino, fucking ever, ever get a record deal or even one play on one single. But you don't get to pick your birth name. You get to pick your stage name and Genuine is a fucking sick stage name. Um, but the one, the for fucking some reason, God, I mean, what's the name of this song or what? I don't even know who sings it. There was this group. I'm, I think I was, I'm going to look up 19. I think it was 1997. It's the one that goes, um, stand back. You're dancing kind of close. Okay. 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 Here we are. Too Close, song by Next. Yep, 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 1997. Okay. So this song, this is like right around... Actually, yeah, okay. So again, I have no access to any kind of porn. 
no access to any kind of like online literature about sex, no access to streaming anything, movies, documentaries about sex. I'm just getting what the world's got on offer. And all the world has on offer about sex to a 13-year-old in 1997 is popular radio on the fucking, popular music on the fucking radio. And this, this song that I'm about to play was so big. And I was at the age where I was really starting to actually understand lyrics in general and think about them. But beyond that, it was also at the age when I was starting to go to school dances. Um, and so this was probably the worst fucking time to hear this song. First time I'm starting to dance with uh, girls at school dances. And this song is playing on the radio to and from fucking school. That someone's parent is driving me to from to and from. So I'm 13. The school dance is that night. Let me paint a picture. I'm 13. The school dance is that night. Some parents picking me up to drive me back home to change or whatever before the dance. And on the ride over there, this song's playing. And so this, these messages are going into my head. Okay, see, I don't even remember that <laughs> I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. A fucking... Oh! That's the first second of the song. Literally, the fir- here, that's, that's what he says. I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. It's so quick, though, you can miss it. I mean, hmm. Wow, the lyrics. I bet I know them all. Wow. Baby, when we're grinding, I get so excited. Ooh, how I like it. I try, but I can't fight it. Oh, you're dancing real close, plus real, real slow. You're making it hard for me. All the songs on you requested, dancing like you're naked. Oh, it's almost like we're sexing. Yeah, boo, I like it. No, I can't deny it, but I know you can tell I'm excited. Oh, girl, step back, you're dancing kind of close. Feel a little poke coming through on you. Now, girl, I know you felt it. Boo, you know I can't help it. You know what I want to do. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, We had no fucking chance. No wonder everybody's fucked up. I, he's basically saying, can you feel how hard I am? She's like, yes, you're too close. And he's like, I can't help it. I'm 13. I'm going to a dance that night. 
This is like teaching. This is like, this is, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to dance. And, and I'm singing it then like I know what the fuck it even means. <clears throat> so pervy, this song. But also the, just like the, it's a very like pleasant sound. It's not hard sounding at all. And, and a lot of R&B, not this song, but a lot of R&B was legitimately about like specific romantic sex stuff. This is pervy and like, hey, stop grinding on her. Your dick is hard back up. Um, but there were other songs that I can't think of by name that were probably genuine actually had some that were like a, about like love making. Oh, 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 fucking boys to men. Perfect. There we go. That shit. So we get a little of the pervy shit, right? But then there's also the true like exalted romantic here i mean the one that is the most what of that is um yeah okay so well the song is called i'll make love to you and i'm sure you all know it but i'm just gonna play it just to because again we know we all know the songs but do we really know the lyrics and do we understand that, th okay, this came out in 1994. I'm 10 when I hear this song. And I know every fucking word. I know every word. And I've never even come close to kissing a girl yet. And all I'm going to say is, no wonder we're fucked. Because there's the pervy shit. And the problem with that is obvious. And it's, this is a better, I guess, message to a 10-year-old than some shit about grinding on a girl's legs so that she can feel your boner. <laughs> I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but that really is what the song is. But then there's the boys to men shit, which granted, again, is a much better message because it's about love and mutual respect and, and sort of like almost like servicing. But, but uh, as a 10-year-old, I distinctly remember, or maybe after 10, but 10 is when this came out and I learned the words. I think as time went on a little bit, the, and I started to sort of explore my own relationship with girls, I think I first kissed a girl when I was like 13 or something. Um, <clears throat> it was the worst fucking kiss ever. Sorry if you're listening. Lori Falkenberg, our teeth were mashing though. And I think you remember, um, or at least I hope you do. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, this, this, this was like, again, there was nothing else. There was no access to how to or advice shit. The way I knew about what to do with sex, or at least had heard from the world about what to do with sex, besides a little bit, I would see every now and then in movies was from shit like this, which was ubiquitous. It was everywhere. This was not like I had to go seek it out and play it quiet. Every kid had this shit and played this shit loud every fucking day. The, the trapper keepers of Boys to Men shit. Boys to Men were huge. And this was their biggest song at the time. 
and I'm 10. This song is great, though. Regardless of how much, how intimidated it made me. Like, oh my God, I got to do so much stuff. Close your eyes, make a wish, and blow out the candlelight. For tonight is just your night. We're gonna celebrate Ooh. all through the night. Pour the wine, light the fire. Girl, your wish is my command. I submit to your demand. I will do anything. Girl, you need only ask. I'll make love to you. Like you want me to And I'll hold you tight Baby, all through the night I'll make love to you When you want me to And I will not let go Till you tell me to Go relax Let's go slow I ain't got Nowhere to go I'm just gonna concentrate on you Girl, are you ready? It's gonna be a long night Throw your clothes, throw your clothes On the floor, on the floor I'm gonna take my clothes off too I've made plans to be with you Whatever you ask me, you know I can do I'll make love to you, like you want me to And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night I'll make love to you Okay, I didn't mean to go on that long I really, really didn't <clears throat> But I got carried away, because I really like this song And obviously I know all the fucking words and I'm thinking about myself at 10, and I definitely knew the words at 10. I absolutely knew the words. I remember I had a crush on an older girl named Amy. A oh, Amy Andrick. Okay. Her name was Amy. By the way, anyone, all these people, it's long enough ago, I feel like I can mention you by name. But I have all, all of these memories are fond. So I ain't talking shit about anybody, I promise. Well, this, certainly not in this case. Amy Andrick was a year older than me. And she was the girl me and my friends had crushes on. I guess I was like 12 at the time. So this album had enough time to like be out there and, and be huge and like already a legendary in its own time. They had the album cover with the two from Boys Two Men, the Roman numeral two. And I remember I had, I don't know if it was a, uh, I, I don't know if I bought it like, I must have bought it like this. It must have been a Trapper Keeper, Boys to Men, because I remember the cover had that, the cover of the Trapper Keeper, which for, I don't know if they even exist anymore. There are places where students kept their papers. It was just like a, it was like a portable filing cabinet and it had places to tuck things in. So they didn't, not filing cabinet, um, file. 
like the yellow manila file shit. It was, but it was like closed. So there were pockets, trapper keeper. Okay. Trapper keeper. Duh. And mine was boys to men. And Amy, I remember I was near, I don't know if I had a, did I have a class with her? She was older. I don't know how that was possible. It must, yeah, it was like some summer program thing. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, she was sitting in front of me and she saw it and she was like, you like boys to men. I was like, yeah. She's like, laughed she like laughed but it wasn't like mocking me it was like i was cute because i was younger than her she looked like 10 years older than me so to me she was like a woman and i was just like a little fucking toddler you know she's like yeah i know boys to man and she laughs and she's like oh really what song do you like and i was like i'll make love to you and then she laughed even harder she's like do you even know what any of that stuff means and I was like, oh, you're fucking me up for life. <laughs> you're fucking me up for life, but it's okay. Um, I didn't know what it meant, but I, I was like, yeah. She's like, what does it mean? And I just started like saying the lyrics, you know? And then we got in like an esoteric conversation about the art, the arts or just like music in general. She's like, lyrics are meant to be metaphors and there are deeper meanings. You can't just regurgitate the lyrics and say yes i know what a song means and then say the lyrics and i was like i don't know i think you can but the point is i didn't know what the fuck they were talking about no regrets though no fucking regrets all right i've gone very very long uh uh past the point where i usually take a break so i'm gonna take a break now and finish up on the other side uh it's eight gajillion fucking degrees in here so that'll be good for me to take a little break and i will talk to you in one minute kate don't go anywhere matt delia is confused we'll return right after the break another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back. I actually, I'm going to move on from the 90s music stuff. Uh, even though I could fucking go on on that forever. Maybe I will. Maybe I will go on that forever. Um, <clears throat> because there's just so much of it. I'm just, I'm still looking at it right now. At this fucking shit. One thing that stands out is there's that song. Wait, what did oh, I just scrolled past it? Oh yeah, that song that goes finally. Here we go. Wait, 
<laughs> I can't believe how bad that one. <laughs> here we are, here we are. This song. Here we are. The way I feel about you, this can't be wrong. The way I feel about you, I just can't describe it. Oh, no. This part. Finally, it's happened to me. Right in front of my face, my feelings can't describe it. Finally, it has happened to me. Right in front of my face, and I just cannot hide it. That song, I have no comment really on the song. I like the song. I obviously can't sing it, but uh, I can't sing any song, so that's okay. But really, the reason I bring up the song is because it's by someone named C.C. Peniston. That pause was on purpose, so you could digest that. C.C. Peniston. How fucking baller is it? To be named C.C. Peniston. Penis T-O-N. Like penis town, basically. C.C. Penis Town. How fucking baller is it to be named C.C. Penis Town? Want to be a singer and not fucking change your name to something like fucking genuine or something like that. Elgin Baylor fucking lard ass or whatever genuine's real name was. What was it? Lump Lumpkin. <laughs> He's like, no, fuck that. I got to be genuine. CC Penis Town is like, I don't give a fuck. Finally, it has happened to me. I don't give a fuck what you think of my name. Uh, see, yeah, fucking, oh my God. Okay, okay. I have a lot of feelings about what is the single worst song of all time. And I think, I think the song that I think is the number one worst song of all time is, um, I'm just going to play it. It's not from the 90s. Here, yeah, fucking, oh, wow. I hate, this is the worst song. This is the number one worst song ever. Don't worry, I'm going to stop it soon. I'm just going to point out along this short time some of his missteps. Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Also didn't give a fuck about changing his name. That's pretty baller. But the song is not baller. Then I die and they lay me to rest Gonna go to the place that's the best. No, you're fucking not, dude. It's just the. It's just fucking. I believe in heaven, and when we die, it's all gonna be okay. It's just the fucking most monotonous beat. With that fucking Cookie Monster instrument. When I die and then lay me to rest Gonna go to the place that's the best No, you're fucking not! 
No, you're fucking not, Norman. Prepare yourself. You know it's a must. Gotta have a friend in Jesus. Fuck off, dude. This is another song people don't fucking really think about enough. They play that shit at like sporting events and in movie trailers. It's just a fucking song about God and how when you die, it's okay. Anyway, back to 90s music. Another one that is as a real... I, if someone said, no, 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 Matt, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum is not the worst song ever. This is the worst song ever. I wouldn't lash out uh, violently. My tongue would not lash out violently at, these, at, at you for saying that about this song. I would put up an argument, but you would, I would, you would I'm, I'm sure you would and certainly could make a very good case that this is the number one worst song ever. Though I probably would not budge, you could make a case. We'd allow it. Here it is. I, I, I haven't heard this in so long, but I remember it like it's fucking yesterday. Why? It's the worst song ever. Second worst song ever. Black cats and voodoo dogs. I feel a premonition. That girl's gonna make me fall. She's in some sensations. New kicks in the candlelight. Get to the part, you know? Here we go. She make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. Make you live a crazy life But you take away your pain Like a bullet to your brain Wow, this song's villainizing women so much is blaming everything that goes wrong on her. She'll push and pull you down, living la vida loca. She will drain your account, living la vida loca. When she wears lipstick, it's unfair, living la vida loca. Her skirts were too short and I got turned on and it's her fault. Like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't even realize it was that shitty. Maybe it's actually, maybe this imaginary person claiming that this is the worst song ever has some shit to their argument. Maybe I would budge. Again, I didn't really think about the lyrics until I heard the song again. And my brain clicked and was like, these are the lyrics. And now as an adult, these are what, this is what they mean. And he's like, oh yeah, Ricky Martin's a piece of shit. Also, Wow, not also, just so bad. Um, I just thought of something about Ricky Martin. When I was young, a good friend of mine, um, whose name I'll leave out because it's about his family. Okay, so I'm at my friend's house uh, with a few of my other friends and his family's gone. So it's like, I don't know if his parents know he has friends over, but he's got like a, not a party, but like a bunch of friends over. 
and I'm like f- 15 maybe. Um, and I'm in like the living room of, of the house. And I've never been to his house before actually. And I see into the kitchen. I, I, I happen to catch sight of like it's there's a it's not a door, but it's like a doorway set with a wall with a doorway in it separating the living room from the kitchen in the, from this one angle. Um, and through the doorway, the open doorway, I can see half of a framed picture on a shelf above um, the kitchen sink. So I can basically see half of the kitchen sink and half of what's on the shelf above the kitchen sink, which is all the way to the left on, on the shelf is a, is a picture of the, of the entire family. Brothers and sisters, mom and dad, big, happy family, great family, such, such good people. Um, but in the middle of the shelf, and, and my, my line of sight of it is split, so I can only see half of the picture. Half of this framed picture next to the one of the big happy family is just, all I can see in the picture is just Ricky Martin. And his arms are like, well, the arm I can see because uh, it's his face and then he's cut off at the shoulder from where, how I can see. But his other arm is out like, hey, like I'm Ricky Martin. Hey, I'm posing in this picture, you know, which is like, a th- I'm sure you immediately conjured that. Hey, I'm Ricky Martin. I'm posing in this picture. You know what he's doing with his right arm. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, are, are they related to Ricky Martin? And I don't know this. My friend is right now. What's going through my head is my friend is related to Ricky Martin and he never fucking told me he's not my friend anymore. Full stop. But my friend is not around and he's not there to ask. So I just, I'm like, I finish up whatever I'm doing, talking to somebody. I don't know. And I walk into the kitchen, see what picture is next on the fucking shelf above the kitchen sink next to a picture of the big happy family. It's like, it's like the most prominent place to look in the kitchen. So I move from the living room to through the doorway into the kitchen and I, and I get close enough past the doorway. I can see the full picture in a frame. This is in a frame in the center of their kitchen. It is arguably, you could make a case that it is the centerpiece of the kitchen And it is just Ricky Martin. It is a framed picture, the same size as the one of the entire family. It's a framed picture of just Ricky Martin. And it's like not from a fucking magazine. It's a picture someone took. Back in those days, you'd get your fucking film printed. 24-hour photo shit like that. Someone took a picture of Ricky Martin somewhere... Loved it so much that this this family loved it so much they fucking framed it and put it up in their kitchen. I finally found the guy. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Actually, in his defense, he was very funny about it. He was like, "I know, I know." I was like, "What the fuck is this? Where was this? When was this? What?" what? He's like, I don't know, man. He's just living la vida loca is actually what he said. And that's fucking sick. I mean, he was 16, maybe. That's a good fucking joke for a 16-year-old. Fuck yeah. 
But he's like, yeah, I don't know. My family loves Ricky Martin. I mean, like, he's the fucking Pope. Like he's the fucking Pope. Like he's Jesus Christ. Living la vida loca. She did smell too good. It was very her fault. God, all these songs are so fucked up, you know? No, Again, nobody had a shot at being normal. The shit that was being drilled in our heads. That came at us as just popular culture is what everybody thought was okay. She will ruin your life if she wears lipstick. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Give us a chance. And most of it is, or I mean, almost all of it, you could say. So almost all of it that you could basically say all of it in this, like, dementing our minds is men towards women, right? The messaging is worse, worst for boys, because it's always the men, it's generally the men singing and the men being this sort of like, whatever the fuck, the, 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 the one acting upon the woman, right? Or reacting and either objectifying or having a problem with just nonstop all day. I mean, boys to men would be an exception, but that's weird for its, in its own way because it's so adult about fucking lovemaking. It's intimidating, scary to a little boy being like, ah, what's wine or something, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but there's, there, there is a, I just thought of one just for a little bit of balance. There was that song by Gillette. Who the fuck? Oh my God, dude, this song was so fucking big and if you didn't live through this and you heard me say this song was so fucking big and then you heard me play this song you'd be like no it wasn't i don't know what to tell you though it was it was a huge on the radio when did this shit come out let me look let me look when this shit came out before i play it i remember girls okay 1995 i was 11 11 every 11 year old girl was singing this song Boys, too. It's not like they were like oppressing boys with it. Boys sang it, too. Putting such bad ideas in our heads. We had no chance. Sung by Gillette from the album On the Attack and More from 1995. And the name of the song is Short Dick Man. Guess if guess if, guess what it's about. See if you can guess. Wow, this song's a fucking banger so far. Actually, I haven't heard this shit in a while. Fuck yeah, Gillette. Hell yeah. This song fucking rules. Don't 
short dick man Don't want no short dick man Don't want no short dick man Don't want no short dick man Wow. 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 Shrivel little short dick man. Eeny weeny teeny weeny shrivel little short dick man. I mean, just so mean. So it goes on like this for a while. And then it ends at some point. Here's the rude part though. Wait. I mean, the whole part's a rude part. Here we go. Here we go. Rude! None of us had any chance. None of us. But I do like that song. I don't know what to tell you. When it's on, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking feeling it. I think that's actually a fucking hour. I cannot believe I just did a whole hour that way. But it's endless. The shit is endless. Um, this is really not even a knock on the 90s. I love the 90s. But, um, you know, anyone gr- coming of age in that era was fucked. And that's the bottom line. We were fucked. Um... So I talked a few episodes back about how I'm a detective. And real quick before I go, I want to talk about another case that I've cracked. It is all the the fucking rage right now to talk about this because there's a new documentary about it by renowned filmmaker Joe Berling, Berlinger, 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 Berlin, I-N-G-E-R, or Berlin, G-E-R. Wow, added in Berlin, Berlininger, um, Joe Berlinger called The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, The Disappearance of Elisa Lamb. I live very close to the Cecil Hotel. The subject of that documentary is the Cecil Hotel, specifically Elisa Lamb, a tourist, 22-year-old from Canada, from Canada. Fucking nice. Time to get, time to be done here. Uh, um, who, who was traveling the United States, Southern California at the time, and was at the Cecil Hotel and disappeared. You watch the documentary, it's four parts. Fine. Watch it. Have a good time. Participate in the conversation. But that it's four fucking hours. Okay? And I, I'm obsessed with this story. I, I Again, I, I live close to the Cecil Hotel. It has a long, sordid, fucked up history. Richard Ramirez stayed there. A lot of various killings have taken place there. It's just a, a weird story. Legitimately interesting. The story of the Cecil Hotel is interesting. This focuses on Elisa Lamb, though. Ultimately. There's a lot about the hotel. The documentary is not like without merit, but I couldn't even fucking get through it because I was like, they're like interviewing like YouTubers, you know, 
and and people who call themselves web sleuths. And they're just like, I really am dedicated to finding out what happened to Elisa because it just really touched me to my core. Her her fucking blog touched me, you know? And there's people like you, you watch the documentary and there's just people like playing the okay, the 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 whole weirdness of what happened to her is that she disappeared, she was acting weird in the lead up to it, but there's footage of her, surveillance footage on the elevator the day, the night she disappeared. The elevator door opens. She hits all of the buttons for some reason. She's acting weird. She's stepping weird. She's waving her hands around like she's on drugs or, or just crazy. And then the elevator opens and she pokes her head out like she's scared and suspicious and looks like she's almost interacting with someone because she's waving her hands around and talking. And as you watch it, you realize this is crazy. This is scary. It's spooky. It's like uh, that movie fucking Dark Water. Which is a whole thing about the, in the documentary. It's like there's a lot of similarities to some movies, and there's a lot of weird coincidences and weird breadcrumbs. And it's the perfect thing for a dumb internet person to just get, fall down the rabbit hole of conspiracies about what happened to her. But a lot of the the people who have ideas about what happened to her are like, if you go online, just watch any anybody's dumbass talking head about it. They're like, it is very suspicious. And it raises the question, if she wasn't talking to somebody, were there spirits there? Were there ghosts? And then in the documentary, they'll just talk about how it is very spooky. It's almost like, it's almost as if something supernatural is happening. And no one is there in the documentary to say, hey, you just fucking made up a thing. You just fucking made up a thing. What do you qualify that it really what it really is could be something supernatural what the what the fuck do you mean what even is supernatural what are you talking about what is an example of what that is you look at the footage she's obviously either on drugs or having a mental health episode there's nothing else that could be happening oh yeah when she pokes her head out it's almost like she's talking to some ghost or or possessed by some ghost you fucking made that up and someone needs to call you on that. You can't just fucking float that as another possibility among other realistic possibilities. That's not fucking realistic. You made a thing up. And no one's like, excuse me. People just lump it into possible things. Uh, mental breakdown. Drugs. Murder. Or... There were ghosts in the hotel talking to her. That eventually led to her death. It's one of the four. Equally possible. Hey, fucking no to the last one. I don't like that. That's not a thing that is, that is in existence. So don't float it. As if it's realistic. Yeah, it really looks like she... Maybe she's talking to a ghost or something supernatural. Help! I'm going to stop you. Not something. So anyway, I cracked that case. She fucking... Something tragic happened inside her own brain. And it led to her death. Period. Fucking full stop. I'm a detective. <sighs> okay, I mean, that's it. It's 8,000 degrees again, and I'm going to stop. I got so much more, but I got so caught up in the 90s music thing.
and I know I've been promising two episodes a week for the last month, but I'm actually going to do it next week. I fucking actually for real promise. I love you all. Stay safe. Uh, looks like coronavirus is getting better. Uh, all of you uh, affected by these fucking insane snowstorms. Hey, in Falma, my fucking heart goes out to you. I can't believe what's going on. Stay warm somehow. But don't be dumb. I was reading stories about people killing themselves with carbon monoxide from their cars while trying to heat their spaces up. Be careful. Be careful. Uh, Take care of yourselves, and I will talk to you all very soon. Okay. Thank you.